Let's fuck. We're fucking. <laughs> Just let's do it. All right. Take your shirt off. Welcome to episode six of Fail Sound Film School slash episode two of Watchmen. Of Watchmen, Watchmen, Watchers. We're the Watchmen Watchers. Watch, watch it back. out. Watch out. Check it out. What's up? I'm Eli. I am Luke. And, uh, <laughs> so what'd you think of this week's episode? Fucking, it was alright. Um, I don't think it was as good as last week's because last week had, like, better hook to it. Um, I think this week we got some, like, good stuff and definitely, like, is furthering things along. But I kind of, it's like, I want to get to it. <laughs> you know, I think that's a telltale talent of, like, this is a good kind of, like, mystery show, which was something that, like, the original book was also good at is that like perpetuating the mystery of like what the fuck is really going on but i don't think it was as strong as last week's just because the the hooks about like what was going on last week were just like much stronger to get you into the show obviously being like the first episode like wanting you to continue to watch it where this one it's like all right like we got like a little bit more information but like give us more shit please like (laughs) yeah it's also a talent damon had to perfect on lost and then the, oh, yeah. the leftovers in a different way where there's like basically one central mystery that never gets completely resolved and that's kind of right. the point. Um, it was interesting in this episode Angela, but by the way I got her name wrong last week. I called her Andrea. I don't I didn't even remember. I'm terrible at names both fictional and real. Hey. Your name is John. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was going to say um this week, Angela tells her husband that she's training him to like surprises and I was like I see you, Damon. Like, that's, like, I I understand. One surprise was, like, like very heavy-handed when they had, like, the home invasion thing. So, that was uh, the White Knight that she talked about. Yeah, 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 yeah. She said last week how she was one of the cops who was shot in the White Knight, so we finally got to see that. And we also discovered that that's how she ended up adopting her kids, because they were her partner's kids. Right. And her partner and uh, his wife were both killed. Yeah, yeah, on on the White Knight. But, so, here's what happens. They attack her on the white knight she i think she stabs like the one guy and fends him off but there's another guy yeah who like who shotguns her to to hell like i'm it's probably judd i was gonna say it's like, probably judd that's right? what they at least they but that's what they want us to think because like they he they show him in the hospital later and they were like oh yeah you stabbed that guy out but like we know that there was another guy there so and didn't execute her did. like he shot her but he had the chance to finish her off right and seemingly didn't so take it. I like I don't really know what the motive is and I guess it's like the whole point of the show is like what's the guy's motive at this point um we find out later maybe there's like a motive in there yeah I think like. You said earlier this episode is not as good as last week's, and it's like, yeah, last week was more of, like, a, a banger. Um, yeah. But I, I, and I felt that way after I watched it the first time, and then I watched it again, and I was like, oh, there's so much going on in this episode still. Like, it didn't feel as, like, bombastic as last week's, but there's still, like, a lot going on. Like, Judd specifically, the discovery that he has one of the, like, KKK robe, I guess it's, like, a 7th Cavalry robe. Well, it's probably just a regular, like, KKK robe from when, yeah. like... His, it could be one or the other. It could be either his or, like, his, his grandfather's or whatever, his dad's, but, like... But if he is 7th Cavalry, which is what it seems, then, like, him saying TikTok last week... Yeah, yeah. ...takes on a new meaning. And then what also takes on a new meaning is last week, when he authorizes the police to use force, uh, he says it's his funeral. 
like, do you think there's any chance he knew that he was going to be killed as part of like no. some larger plan? I don't think I don't think it was him that was going to be. I don't think he knew he was going to be killed. I think that he thought he was going to get away with whatever he was going to get away with. I think he was just saying it to be like it was just a cheeky line because it was like yeah. foreshadowing yeah. for him dying later in the episode. But if he uh, if, if 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 he is Seventh Cavalry, as it seems, then it would make sense that Will. We now his name's Will. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. remember that now. Uh, it makes sense that Will might have been the one to actually kill him, and Will keeps saying he's the one who killed him, even though it seems, like, impossible that he could. Right. It's possible? I mean, like, we know that Will's associated with some fucking people. Yeah, because like, he gets picked up by a UFO at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, which, not, not an alien, but... But, like, something weird, but... um, which rules. He, we find out through... So, it was Redfordations, um, so, like, they are the reparations of... A family in like the Tulsa yeah. massacre. It seems or like it was specifically for, for right. Tulsa. So that's how she goes to like the the thing to get like his DNA checked out because he like drinks in the coffee or whatever. Finds out that he's um his grand her grandfather. Yeah. Um. And so that's that's like a, a a twist that like if you like made that prediction, it's like okay, like it makes like it it, it makes sense to think that. I would think like there's I don't see if there's any like clues to it at all or like I guess they're putting importance on him by showing the flashbacks and everything like they showed the flashback of why it was written on like that specific piece of paper um like the watch over this boy uh letter which it was like the the Germans like which actually was real right was like yes, the, the that, paper that, that is a real yeah. I think like word for word what they read in the for episode World War One that is yeah that World yeah. War One propaganda the Germans dropped yeah pretty crazy pretty cool pretty crazy so like I'm kind of wondering like where his politics lie but he might not be like that deep into it really it's just a yeah. piece of paper that he that he held on to it would make sense if it shaped his beliefs in some ways and it would even make sense if like if white supremacists in this version of America still take after the Nazis like they do in our version of America with right. with their symbolism, like it would almost make sense for him to look at them as potential allies in the fight based on this propaganda he received from the Germans. It's like you can almost make that connection. I'm not sure how if that's exactly how it'll shake out, but they're definitely giving us the pieces to put that together, like whether that ends up being the right solution or not. They're leading us down that path. But he seems like he's like antagonistic against the, the white supremacists and faction and like with judd it seems like particular. he's on his own There's, yeah. he's on some other third party side. yeah like, i don't we, think he's we don't know the truth yet i think based on of what happened in this episode that he, i know he's not because they they i think that they might be trying to shoehorn him in as hooded justice but i know that he's not because he's the strong man right yeah, that's that's a theory that I saw after the first episode is he could potentially be the hooded justice, uh, even though he was white in the comic the comics. They right. Could, they like, could retrofit and, uh, that. That's I, fine. I mean, like, I guess it's like, well, but, we never really saw his face. So, like, it could be like, he but could on be American whatever. Hero Story, it does seem that he's, a, he's that the he's German white. strong man. Yeah. Speaking of which. But it, uh, that's the funniest part of the movie. That the, is that thing. is an interesting part of the episode. Yeah. One of the things I noticed is it starts with you know hooded justice slash strong man i guess saying that like he's dead but he's not actually dead it's a fake is judd not actually dead do you think there's any chance i don't know maybe not like i think no he definitely has to be dead like i would guess he actually is but to to reference another part of the episode i'm sure we're gonna have a lot to talk about in a minute the jeremy irons stuff shows that like 
clones or fakes or like something weird is possible. You know what I mean? Those are like not your people, I don't think, but they have no. bodies. So right. could it be a fake body that was hung from the tree? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just putting it out there. I I would guess it's unlikely. I'm going to guess it's unlikely. If that's like the way they're going to go with it, then I, like it's possible because they've introduced the element to it. But I don't think it's it's what's going to happen. I think that the the central mystery in Watchmen is who killed the comedian, right? Right. And it unravels this whole plot about what's going on. And that's what this established in the first episode is like Judd's dead. Now we have to figure out who killed Judd. Yeah, it's following a similar and structure. And that's, that's yeah. what like the structure is going to lead through. So I think that like it's going to lead to that Judd is, is dead. It's like it's still – he's just dead, but it's going to unravel something like bigger than the whole who killed Judd like narrative. Another thing about Judd is so I think it's entirely possible he's the one who provided the 7th Cavalry with the names and locations of all the 40 police officers who were shot on the White Knight. It's I, that's another possibility. He's like, where did they get to, the info? He definitely has something to do with it. Although, oh wait, no, wait, actually, it might not have been a secret because that was bef- that, that's what prompted police officers to wear the mask. So right. maybe like it's un- it's unclear if that was information that they needed to like scrounge up or if it was openly available. But mm. it was a thought that I had. I don't know. It, it, do you think like he was? Do you, like do you think he was Seventh Cavalry on the White Knight? If he was the one who shot her, then yes. I mean, yeah, that's what it. I mean, that's what they're trying to set it up to be. It, I mean, it might not be like him who actually shot her either. Um, it could be like a twist that it is somebody else. But like, it's it's all leading towards that. Like he has something to do with the Seventh Cavalry. Um, because you know all the racist shit. <laughs> yeah. So there's all this talk in this episode about whether or not Doctor Manhattan can look like us. Which so, to like, me was like a direct response to my theory it, it, from last like, week. Like I was so mad because I was like, "Fuck, he's right that like Doctor Manhattan is in this show, but we don't know who it is. Yeah. I don't think it's Vite. It though. might like here's another option: is maybe Vite is also a fake. Maybe and- Adrian Vite actually is dead, and the Adrian Vite we're watching is a Doctor M fake Vite. Who knows? I don't think so because here's my thing. Here's my problem with it. Right? He's like doing this like play about like about dr manhattan yeah. and how like dr manhattan get cr- got created and i don't think that like he would have this like reverence towards dr manhattan if it really was him right because he clearly is like obsessed with it if he did this whole like scheme to like do this weird play and like and have them act out what would happen there and whatever he wrote like he's up to something and it, he's like he's playing him too eccentric to be john unless they just like have like a, a let's flip it and just have him be like this eccentric guy but he's doing it to like an audience of like actual stupid clones so like <laughs> they're not even the audience he's the audience right he's right. the only audience member for this play that he wrote yeah <laughs> like he's trying to figure out something in it it's in like, so bizarre it's it's very bizarre i think like it, it might almost be like a way to like just pass the time while he he says he, he's gonna have a use for the body that's created so maybe this is just like a fun way to create all these bodies like what what does he need he's he's gonna have a basement full of these mr phillipses you know what i mean <laughs> what, what does he need those for I, I don't fucking know. Like, I don't know. I don't know. But like, it's yeah. Um, maybe he's gonna mass produce another um, 
catastrophe or something but or this like, time with like fake with people fake, having died with so fake bodies it's like something? he's perfecting his plan from the first time it's like okay right. this time i'm gonna do it again but the people i kill aren't even gonna be real so no one actually even gets hurt so like he doesn't have to feel guilty about it or something that's an idea i think we just stumbled on an interesting idea that's cool that's something yeah it's like i just can't i just can't grasp that the way that just like the the acting in it and the way that they're having Jeremy Irons play this character yeah. that like we all assume at least at this point it is Ozymandias then like I don't I just can't see him being Dr. Manhattan. No, the personality doesn't fit. It just but doesn't I'm fit. still not sold on him being the Adrian Vite that we know and But love. Dr. Manhattan's you know like I mean? in the show somewhere. Well, here's the thing. The only time we've seen Dr. Manhattan is of uh, a news footage from the last episode of him on Mars. Mm-hmm. And multiple people this episode say, oh, he can't be on Earth. He's on Mars. But, like, they say he's on Mars too much for him to actually be on Mars. Oh, no, this and show is beating you over the head. Fake, this you know? beating, it's beating you over the head with the idea that he's not really on Mars and that, like, he could look like he's us. probably some, like, somebody in the show. I don't know if we've been introduced to him at all. And I don't, I don't know who he would be. Like, yeah. I, there, there doesn't seem to be anyone who makes, like, I guess maybe, like, Tim Blake Nelson's character, but then at the same I time, so. I don't think so, because he's just kind of, like, a weird guy, and, like, what would he be doing that for? And, like... <sighs> yeah, I, I I think we don't have enough information to, to be definitive in any way about it yet, but it's really interesting that this episode, like, the, the writers really seem to have foreseen what a lot of the predictions would be and tried to, like, head them off either by, like, denying them or denying them too much and making us think they're denying too much and reverse psychologying us, you yeah. know, like, they're messing with us. Something, some fishies happened in this dumb show. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm having a fun time with it so far. Me too. He, they also give him another cake. Do they make him a like his? Do his servants make him a cake every day? It's awesome. And it's the same cake. <laughs> also, and that's why he seems like he's kind of bored with them because he's like, <laughs> he has them to speed up. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I also noticed uh, Topher, the oldest adopted kid of Angela's. Uh huh. That castle he's building with like magnets or whatever is the same castle that we saw twice last episode that Doctor Manhattan was building on Mars and that Ozymandias is living in. That is the same building. I wonder where Castle it, is. I need to know what's going on. Castle Watch is an official segment of this show. Now. I think they filmed Welcome in to Wales, the Castle Corner, so it's probably a, a Welsh castle. But that is it's it's shown up three times, three different times. I think it's just like they're gonna keep putting like little Easter eggs like that in there. Yeah, it's um, it it means Cause something because something I don't know because I feel like with way the, the way Lindelof at least like through Lost writes is that they like to put little Easter eggs and stuff that don't really like necessarily mean that much like it's it's not like relevant to like the whole point of the show or like the point of the the story really it's just like oh hey like this is a cute little like interaction that we could like have yeah and 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 that's well that's cool and like it it makes me enjoy and appreciate like careful watching of the show um sometimes it doesn't like it's not necessary it's just kind of fluff that is that is nice and it i mean i still think it's interesting that like if they've shown it a couple times it has like to mean something because then like i also prescribe to the rule of that like if it's in the final cut it's like it's you meant it to mean a thing right so like it could be as simple as like the news footage showed him making that castle on mars so some toy company made these magnet castles based on that how that castle looked because so your kid can pretend to be doctor I mean, manhattan it could be a real castle it could be as simple and he's, as that. he's just making a castle but it's like And on the other hand, it could be something like, not to spoil Lost at all, I'm not planning on spoiling Lost in case you haven't watched it, but the numbers are a big thing in Lost that 
depending on your perspective, don't really like necessarily add up to mean much at the end. It's like they do have specific meanings and references, but like the numbers as a thing is like you can kind of say like that didn't really mean anything as a as a phenomenon. It just was a way to. It was just a cute Easter egg. Yeah, it's just like sometimes sometimes it's more interesting to like put in these ideas than to ever really like answer the questions of them because it's more fun to like speculate on what stuff means and like or it's more fun to just introduce the like oh it's the same thing it's the same thing it's the same thing and like just to have that in the show without it really need to be dissected and mean anything it's just kind of like something that's there and happens and i think that's like what originally like the numbers were there for and it could be like the same idea with this castle just on like a smaller scale i still think it's interesting though yeah one other thing I want to bring up is when Angela has a conversation with Topher, her kid, in that castle scene with the magnets, she tells him, like, you remember what happened to your parents, and I remember what happened to mine. So what happened to Angela's parents? Do we know? I don't think, no, we, I don't, I don't think we've been told I yet. don't know. I think they might have got, like... They, they I, clearly got killed, like, Clearly probably some, like, racist stuff happened to them, right? And then they yeah. got killed so by it. They just presented us another, like, little mystery. Right. I would bet that gets resolved by the end of the season. Like mm-hmm. I, w- I'm, I would, I would bet we get a flashback of that at some point. Yeah, probably. But that, that's an interesting thing. What else happens? Especially because those her parents, or, or I guess one of one of oh, her yeah. parents, must be Will's kid. Right. So he he says at the end, like, I wanted to. Oh, hold on, I wrote it down. Um, He's like, I wanted to see you. <laughs> and he, he, says, he says, I wanted to see you, and I wanted you to know where you came from. I wanted to show you where you came from. So it's like it seems like he knows that he's her grandfather oh yeah 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 i yeah. think he think he always knows but it seems like he knows he's definitely the most interesting guy in the show i think but him him and like and fake adrian real adrian are <laughs> like are definitely like the the people with the most question marks around them and for good reason yeah uh there are also a lot of fun references to the comic in this episode from Looking glass with his hood half up, eating the nuts. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Reminded me of the beans in the original. Mm-hmm. Um, you, we it, at one point we pass a graffiti shadow couple on the wall. Like throughout the comics, there's like graffiti of like couples, like silhouettes of oh, a couple. We I didn't s- notice that. There was there was one of those in this episode. Mm-hmm. We even get a scene with some uh, newspaper guys talking, which we get in the original. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the um the guys reading the Black Freighter at the newspaper stand yeah. and everything and they're talking about what's going on so we get there's a, like we a get girl i think there's yeah. a girl that comes in and i think she's gonna play an important yeah because he later. asks like does, does she really read like her boss or whatever does she yeah. really read all these so it's like who's her boss i guess we're gonna see them later i, I don't think it's a character we met yet but i don't like, think it is it doesn't seem like it, yeah but clearly they put that in there for a reason seems something's up with that well we'll meet her again but they I, might I was, be related guess. to vite somehow could be uh could also be like political like we met senator joe keen that's what i was gonna mention yeah do you know the reference to that the keen act yeah okay yeah, see, <laughs> i forget if they said he was his son or his grandson i'm gonna say but, uh, i'm gonna go out on women probably his either his son or grandson they said somewhere. in this episode i just can't recall which he was one like was. a man in the 80s so like probably his son then if yeah. he's like in his supposed to be in his 40s or 50s or whatever um but um keen the keen act was the one that uh that's what outlawed um superheroes in the in the original in the original so these he's running for president so clearly uh, it's a political dynasty family yeah yeah that's pretty neat and they're they're friends with the um with what's your face judd's Uh, wife judd's wife who i cannot remember the name of because i'm bad at names right but that could also be like a connection if she's with senator keen right because if the keen people don't want masks around but they're police officers with masks so 
Yeah. Maybe. We'll, we'll see. I don't know. Maybe uh, it could be like a weird. They definitely didn't introduce him just to drop him. So we'll, yeah. I'm sure his his policy positions will be delineated uh, sometime later. This right. Season. Right. He'll he'll get a stump speech or something. Uh, I'm voting for Redford still though. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Not not only did uh, does Judd's wife know Senator Keene, uh, she says she used to work for him. Yeah. So that was oh yeah. So that was interesting i thought um that's why i was thinking that there could be some kind of connection there if like the wife used to work for him then they must like he must know him as a friend definitely not introduced for no reason you know oh a, a little a little detail i noticed is uh, not only does he does looking glass eat the nuts in the car with his mask up when he's watching american hero story at home he's still wearing his mask yeah like, he's even when he's alone he's still wearing his mask which is a very like rorschach move i think yeah, I like the the um the American Hero story a lot because it's kind of like their their Black Freighter. Yes. Where they put a TV show inside the TV show. And so you're watching like something that's like referencing like referencing what's going on in the um actual TV show. Like one of the the things that they do is they're talking about like who like who the hell is the Black Hood? Like why would anybody like care? And he's just like, "Well, like if I knew why like I like who I was I wouldn't be wearing a fucking mask right and like that's that's a dope line <laughs> and says a lot about like a lot of the characters and it plays in the show on top of an play- image of Angela yeah, yeah yeah because it plays on top of everything about like who like who these type of people are why they're doing the things that they're doing in the first place it's pretty good it's good writing I also love how bad the show seemed Oh yeah, it's <laughs> it seems like, like a really shitty. Show. It is like over the top and like grotesque and violent, and I think that's like what the point is because that's all the damn Marvel movies is that it's just a superhero beating the shit out of like bad guys, right? That like there's no real substance to most of them, and there's no substance in in American Hero Story. It seems like. <laughs> It's in, in, not not just Marvel, like most superhero movies. It could be. Are, are. It also could be like a DC riff, uh, yeah. too, because like of how like dark and gritty they're supposed that's, to be. That's more what I was thinking. Yeah, too. it's like, yeah, it's. It seemed like a really. Bad it's show. pretty good, but um, the, and they had the longest uh, viewer that discretion is so before it. Funny, yeah, it was. Really it is funny. Actually, the most funny. It's like it's the funniest thing ever. It's also like. It's very cool that they show, like, different people watching it. Like, they show... Yeah. They, I like how they show they're like, do not, like, watch this with a child. And, like, the child and is watching it, watching it with, 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 with his, his dad. dad. Yeah. And then, like, then they cut to Looking Glass watching it, who we kind of seem like he's, like, his politics might be just, like, middle of the road. Like, kind of, like, don't really get... Like, maybe a little, like, left-leaning, but, like, don't really give a fuck kind of shit. And then they go to, like, the, the Nazi guys who are, like, still doing the watch stuff. And, like... It looks like they were making a suicide vest. Oh, yeah, they're making the suicide so. vest. Okay. Um, they're doing that, they're playing but so, something. but it's also just like this thing where it's a like meta commentary on, we have all these people with all these differing, like different viewpoints and, um, different backgrounds, different cultural ways of life. And they're all connected through the television. They're all watching the same kind of pop culture and story, like within this medium. And they all have their own opinions about like what it means. Most likely it's just a very interesting idea to present about like how media is reflected in and you everybody draws from it no matter what like your viewpoint of the world is they always you can always establish like some meeting into it like whether you're fucking zizak or jordan peterson (laughs) you're you're gonna get something different out of the same material (laughs) 
and uh, to pick up on something we talked about last week, this week really leaned into like this show is not about pro cops. Like this. Oh this, yes, yes, yes. Like, like it shows them just bl- flagrantly attacking a whole little si- a little town of people, I, only some of whom are actual. 7th Cavalry. I will eat the curb on this one and <laughs> say that, yeah, like, I was kind of part of the, like, I would feel like I was in the discourse where I was like, is this show pro-cop? And I'm like, I guess not. <laughs> like, yeah, Angela even says, like, this is completely unnecessary. Right. So. But then she beats the shit out of a guy. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Which also felt completely unnecessary, but kind mm-hmm. of funny. So, yeah, the, the show is definitely not. Especially, like, between between that scene and the fact that Judd is revealed to probably have been 7th Cavalry. Yeah. Is, like, yeah, the cops are not, like, the black and white good guys in this show. To quote the Rage Against the Machine, some of those that work forces are the same that burn crosses. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's good to see them getting to that a little bit. <laughs> I feel like the show's a great, like, cross-section between... At all of our interests, Eli, between, like, the political and, like, the stupid comic books. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. stupid hero, like, stupid HBO comic book show that is trying to be, like, important and, and like, I, I guess gritty might be the best word for it. It's, like, just for lack of a better definition of it, but also, like, tackling, like, political issues that are relevant to our period. Yeah, it's Pretty like cool. it's it's not a sh- it's not like a Zack Snyder superhero movie where it's got like this image of being dark and gritty and like it, you know it presents itself as this like super edgy movie, but like they're completely empty, like they're devoid of substance. They're they're meaningless, stupid oh, y- movies. Yes, yes. And this like this kind of also is presenting a, a similar image, not as extreme, but it's got actual like substance to back it up. Mm-hmm. The content is legitimately political and subversive and talking about the present moment. How do you feel about like the, the over the top violence, not within, I think like it does a good job within, see, that's a, that's kind of like a, a weird point actually, is that in the um American hero story um show, like the violence is just so, chaotic and like over the top like uh, presumably this is something that like is shown on like an fx if we're gonna take it from like our real world yeah so like and i don't think you could get away with this on like fx at all but we see that same sort of violence in like our world world of the tv show it's like the violence is very comparable if like the tv one was shown to be more violent and then like the other one was less violent like the real watchman universe was less violent. I think there might be like a better dichotomy there because I, yeah, the, it could show that like it, we're amped up on the violence from TV within this sh- within the show within the show, but then on the TV show it's like a little more of uh, this realistic sort of violence where I just feel like some of the violence in this is like absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> like yeah, the, the violence in American Hero Story is over the top. Like that yeah, dude's it's, head that's gets the smashed point. into the counter. Like that's what I'm way, saying. Though. So way too many times. Right. Yeah. Because it's, like, American... And it's so funny, because it's, like, American hero story, and he's literally just bashing a man's brains in, and it's like, yes, that's a hero, everybody. That's what it means to be a hero. <laughs> and it, 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 that that show does kind of feel like that, like, trying to get that edgy audience of, like, you know, oh, man, look how, look how serious this is. Again, like, the people who love Joker. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I do like the way it plays off the actual show, like, reflecting it, but kind of 
mocking it a little bit and like showing what the extreme version of it might look like but it feels like it feels in universe for what like watchman the show is presenting because the 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 actual like watchman the i'm gonna call it like the real life violence within watchman of the show is like just as violent as in the american hero story where yeah. it's supposed to be contextualizes over the top so i don't really know what that means like i don't know if they're trying to make that kind of like commentary on it or like if they made that aware of it or they were just like let's just put like this really violent shit in there just because we can like it's hbo like (laughs) i thought it was uh i I thought it was a pretty well put together episode though i do like the way so far both episodes have kind of closed with a mirror of the opening like obviously the opening of this episode we follow the propaganda from its writing to yeah. being dropped on will's dad to being passed on to will as a kid and still with mm-hmm. as, an, as an old man and then at the end it falls from the ufo to angela <laughs> the UFO. In, in a mirror of the opening yeah yeah i don't know what else to call it at this point it is an unidentified flying object i'm not saying you. it's extraterrestrial oh no I but it is you. very literally a ufo but yeah, I, I like the way that the show is, uh, it seems like each episode is going to feel like its own discrete unit of story in a way that the, both the comics do and the way all serial mm-hmm. storytelling should be. Like there are too many shows, like so many like streaming shows, Netflix especially, that like feel just like they wrote 10 hours of content and just stopped they and, had like, to make and, cuts. like edited it every yeah. hour, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it's like, this doesn't feel like individual units of story. It feels like a mush of 10 hour film which is Mm -hmm. a bad way to make tv so i I really appreciate that it feels like they're they're really following the chapter structure of of the story and of good television yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna fight you on on some of this stuff because i feel like there's some exceptions to that point that you made about like the the way to do like a tv show well, um, certainly there are shows that are, like, more serialized than others. Right, Like, right. a show like Lost is extremely serialized, but each episode feels... Has the it, because of the, they focus narrative. on a different character for the most part. Mm-hmm. It feels like its own discrete story, even though it, it, it'll it often end with a cliffhanger or introduce yeah. a mystery that'll be resolved elsewhere. Yeah, it addresses, like, overarching um, plots that are going on as well. I think that this show is doing that same kind of job, but again, like you're saying, has, like, its own mini-story within it, which is... Which is nice, because you got to get some resolution out of these episodes, you know? Especially because it's not a show that's dropping all at once. Like, it is right. week to week, which I like for a show like this. Like, it really yeah. is building up the anticipation. Like I said, it, like... It's, the, it's the quality that meets it. Part of the 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 best way, I think I think if I go back and read Watchmen, I think the best way to, to probably experience it is to just read, like, a chapter a night or, like, a chapter a week or totally, something, right? Totally. And, like, and give yourself that break, because, like, you're going to be... Like, it was coming out as a single-issue comic, so they had to hook you on for, like, the next issue. And part of the the best part about Watchmen is that it still holds up as, like, a very good mystery, like, story that, like, who the fuck could have killed the comedian in this in that case. And so, yeah, there's a lot more mysteries than, like, who killed Judd, but I think that's the main central one that, again, is gonna blossom and show everything that's the whole conspiracy of what actually is going on in this show. I kind of am hoping that they don't do another season despite me liking this show a lot because i think that it'd be it'd be nice to just have like a season of something that just like wraps up a plot line and just just one and done it seems i i don't know if they've actually announced um if they're doing a second season or not but i assume that they are planning to i think that they're like it would make sense if they do another 
it might not be a direct sequel because I know it's like the leftovers. Is, is it a direct sequel? Yeah. Or not? So with the oh, leftovers, it it's like they change setting each season basically, okay. but it is a direct continuation of the story. Season two does introduce a bunch of it introduces a bunch of new characters, including Regina King, who plays Angela Abar in this. But the it is like a story that continues. Okay, maybe it's something like that. I don't know. We'll it, see. It does seem like the kind of thing where it's like. I, I also had the thought this week that, oh, wow, this could kind of be like a one-season, like, nine-issue serial that comes out as like one a, graphic novel. Yeah, yeah, end, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it does kind of have that feel to it, and I hope that... It seems like they are going to make more than one season. I would almost I would almost assure it, but I really hope they kind of keep that feeling going of each season being, like, one book with a, with, with nine chapters or whatever. Yeah, and it I like that... I think that it's also would be cool to explore different areas in this universe. I think that the the Watchmen universe is interesting in that it's like a, a different future than like what we are used to, and like it's just so slightly skewed and has this rich like history to um to play off of. But yeah, I I know they're gonna continue to to make more Watchmen content because there's actually within the contract of Watchmen is that there's like a certain year uh percentage like where the if like the book is, ever goes out of publication after um so many years or whatever then alan moore and dave gibbons actually retain the right to like of watchmen that it is like their own like intellectual property or whatever and so dc is like ha fuck you guys especially alan moore and so we'll just continually print watchmen over and over again that's why it's like always in serial um so they're gonna keep making watchmen content uh, like that's not ever <laughs> going away. Just keep the book at the very least. Just to yeah. keep smelling the fucking book and to keep and to keep people hooked onto it. But the it's so it's such a shame that like they're they're rat fucking this guy who like made one of the best like comic books of all time. Yeah, it's I've I listened to something recently that was just like the opinion basically was like after Watchmen they should have just like fucking ended all like they should not have made any superhero <laughs> genre <laughs> movie ever like any comic book and ever again like they should have just ended it <laughs> but we wouldn't have got the show probably and i'm liking this show so i'm in both camps simultaneously <laughs> i do think if we get more seasons i think it could easily be a leftover situation where like season two doesn't take place in tulsa anymore you know what yeah I mean? yeah that's what i was saying yeah. like it could go they could go somewhere else and it could be in a different a whole different they idea almost, they'd have to almost yeah 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 i think i think it would make sense where they could go and do same maybe same characters or some characters float over but introduce new characters see how these new characters fit within this universe and what's going on yeah i, I would almost i i i would bet that regina king stays on as like a multi-season character but it wouldn't surprise me if if like red scare and panda weren't in season yeah because yeah. we weren't in tulsa anymore and like maybe you know maybe looking glass comes back in a cameo but like you know you know what i mean yeah that wouldn't surprise me too much but um i i, I also hope we keep diving into them this season and if they you know stay interesting i don't want to lose them what are your like minor questions that you want answered because we all know like the big questions so what are like the little stuff that you want to know more about um i'm really hoping we get like 
episodes that focus around some of the supporting characters like this we've had multiple will flashbacks so far we've we've gotten an angela flashback and we'll almost certainly get more but i really hope we get episodes centered around like looking glass for example yeah like i want to know why there's certain cops who like wear cool masks yeah. and then other cops that wear like yellow crappy an interesting masks. idea i had is like are the cops who are currently in superhero outfits the ones who like survived the white knight like they get this kind of special designation maybe i I guess maybe they were like oh you guys can just be like you can guys can be your own cops or whatever because it's like they pretended to resign so they wouldn't be the subject of assassination anymore but they kept working for the department like underneath like under a hood or whatever and just did their own thing we haven't gotten any information about whether like looking glass and and red scare and the others were survivors of the white knight or not um but that's that's an idea i don't know so I, but I do want to get the stories of like these people who are specifically the 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 hooded officers, yeah, not just the masked ones. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. Because those guys seem like chumps, like, and it doesn't. I feel like it, there's only like so few that are just like wearing whatever the fuck they want, kind of, and like have their own like special outfits or whatever. I don't know. I I I want to learn the delineation between it, and uh, I want to know more about the squid falls. Oh, uh, well, that's, like, a big mystery I guess that's a big one, stuff. yeah. I was thinking a... more on, like, smaller, like, weird... Oh, oh I want to know who the, um... The, how the guy is related to the kids. Oh, I'd see, I w- it seems like he's probably their grandparents or something, right? Because, like, if, if... That or their if uncle their par- or something? Yeah, yeah, like, like, their parents are dead, so he could easily be one of the parents' parents or one of the parents' brothers. Yeah, I, I guess. Um, I just, I just want to know more, like, about what's the dynamic between them or whatever. That guy was like, on uh, Deadwood, and he's he's really good. I never watched Deadwood. Yeah, he's he's a good actor, so yeah, he'll definitely be back because cool. he's like uh, he's been on HBO before, so they right. they hired him for okay. A reason. He could be like one of the the guys in the Seventh Cavalry. Yeah, I guess he could be Seventh Cavalry, but I mean, he definitely makes like uh, you know a comment about red predations that doesn't seem particularly like oh yeah, like they're putting him friendly. out to be a racist po- boy yeah so we'll, we'll see about that he's definitely gonna come back I, how did I, you like the museum that was that was an interesting sequence um it was a uh, henry lewis gates jr right who they yeah. got to play the secretary of the treasury and he what's interesting about him being the one who runs those like t- uh stands where you put your dna sample in is he did a show called find your roots where they would have people on and oh tell he's them like about that's not like a character that's a real guy that's a real guy yeah he's a real dude um, is he a he, senator he's like, or no like... he's uh he's not a politician in real life he's like uh a writer and a professor oh. and like a a scholar and 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 all that and he did a tv show called find your roots where oh, okay. he helps people find their their ancestry based on dna and stuff so it makes a lot of that's sense a, that that's they a got good, him to that's a good meta joke yeah it's a really it's really funny and he's written a lot about um like African American culture and stuff. Yeah. So it was. It, it seemed like a good pick, and I kind of went into a wiki wormhole looking uh, him up. Well, so I recommend like looking him up and like yeah. getting, diving into a wormhole with that. You can find some interesting stuff. I think it was an interesting museum as a fan of museums. <laughs> yeah, um, I like museums. I mean, like, there's the. I like that they're incorporating like. See, here's the thing: is that like in the in the Watchmen '80s, it's like all this like technology got like pushed up because of dr manhattan so they have all this like weird shit in, in 19 in 2019 like these cool hologram the stuff yeah. and like the the flying like the wings oh the, the moth like yeah uh, the tabloid guys yeah the tabloid yeah. moth wings <laughs> they're like just legitimate things that like actually could pro- probably happen within this universe based on like 
the progression of technology at the hands of Dr. Manhattan because they're like, if you if you don't know, because Dr. Manhattan is able to figure out like how to make electric cars like more accessible for everybody. So like everybody just drives an electric car. They also had like air blimps and ships and stuff like that, just like flying around. There wasn't tons of them, but that's why like there's the um, night owl ship, like- And the UFO. And the UFO apparently, yeah. So it's not like totally unrecognizable, but um, feels, a lot out of place when you're in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. Like, because it still kind of, like, feels like this, like, old-timey, like, Americana place. At least that's why they're trying to, like, present it. And it's also just, like, fucking uh, Mothman jetpack. <laughs> like, I do like how, like, casually it was treated. Just, like, this everyday oh, yeah, nuisance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, these fucking moths. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because that's how it should be treated. Yeah. It's, it's within within universe for it. It's good world building. Just mm-hmm. like this is the level of tech where technology is at. Because that really helps set up like the UFO at the end not being as out of place. It's like yeah. someone would have this. Like we people yeah. have flying shit. So. Exactly. I like it. Yeah, they did a good job. Um, yeah, it was a good episode. I, I'm definitely still on board. I Without having heard any spoilers at all, I've heard next week's uh, really changes the game. Oh, good yeah i've heard i've heard like episode three is something i've heard critics say like when you get to episode three you know what i mean so i hope we have a lot to talk about then it sounds like we will i'm looking forward to it yeah hopefully we'll get the answers to uh, at least a couple mysteries or at least get some more clues as to where some of them are going yeah this is gonna be a fun ride i'm still down for it seven to go Mm-hmm. seven to midnight no <laughs> jesus all right. Uh, cool. Thanks for listening to uh, our second episode covering Watchmen. Yep. Make sure to subscribe to us. And please, if if you're enjoying our coverage and uh, any of our thoughts and theories, tell your friends. Tweet about it. Send us a like. Give us a friend request on Facebook. Give us a follow. Retweet. All the stuff. Follow us on Twitter. You can find me at Story Politics. At Luke Hennigan. What's up? And you can find our podcast at Fail Sun Film Pod on Twitter. Uh, again, have to plug Cash App, Venmo. <laughs> I need a PS4. November 8th is coming, and I need to play Death Stranding. So get Luke a PS4, hashtag it, tell your friends, tell your mothers. Mothers love me. Um, so give it to me. All right. We'll be back uh, next week with the next episode. Uh, peace out, players.